Welcome to Radio Rehab. If you are just tuning in for the first time, we are a daily show. I have a guest on each week and we talk all things recovery. Today we have an interview with Dr. Nancy Irwin, who is the author of Breaking Through Stories of Hope and Recovery, a book which I just read and found completely fascinating. If you would like to get a hold of us, you can call or text 415-496-9511, even when we're not in studio. You can email Radio Rehab at GoToProductions.com. That's G-O-T-O-Productions.com. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it's at Radio Rehab Dana. And now there's the new Radio.Rehab, where you can read my blogs that I just started writing. Let's go to the interview now with Dr. Nancy Irwin. Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. Welcome to Radio Rehab, Dr. Irwin, and thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, pleasure. Thank you, Dana. So I wanted to talk first about your book, Breaking Through Stories of Hope and Recovery. Yeah. Um, It's so fascinating to me because I'm in recovery and I've been in so many rehabs. (laughs) (laughs) And so I got, you know, all of the verbiage in the book pretty much. Um. And then, but there were some things I I had questions about. So there's a new treatment that I noticed. Well, something that I've never heard of anyway, called brain spotting. Ah, very cool. What, what is it? Well, it's actually a very simple technique. I'm not trained in that one, but we do have someone on staff who is fully trained in that. And it is a, a trauma modality. So her name is Jennifer and she will have the client pick a spot closing their eyes and just choose, they kind of scan their body and they find a place where they're holding the pain and through a series of, you know, she's trained, I'm not, through a series of passes, if you will, they sort of dissipate that energy to unblock the traumatic memory, which is kind of similar to EMDR, if you're familiar with that. Yes, that's what I was, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Eye movement desensitization. Eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, where you do the same thing, but your eyes are open and you, you bring up the traumatic memory and it sort of melts away. Because uh, trauma gets stored in the brain like a block of ice, if you will. So these modalities sort of melt that away. So you remember the event, but you're able to learn from it and let the pain go and there's none of the sting in your body. So you're not shutting down and blocking your energy flow. So you don't hold on to like the sense memory of it to where you're right. kind of reacting based on an old thing. You are managing it rather than it managing you. Got it. That so is this fascinating. Is, uh, this is what we do. We treat trauma because 90, of our client, 95% have trauma in the background. So when we go for the root cause, the symptom kind of falls away because nobody chooses to be a drug addict or an alcoholic, Right. Right. They're trying to escape pain, so we go for the cause, and that frees people up. And I'm really glad that you mentioned you've been to so many rehabs, because I'd like to talk about relapse. Some of the stories in this book do deal with people who've relapsed, whether they come back to us or they've been to other rehab centers and they come to us. Failure is built into the process of recovery. We don't look at it as a negative. We look at it as a stepping stone to your success. So you learn from the relapse where you're weak, where you're vulnerable, what needs to be tweaked in your program, so you learn and move on and you're only stronger. 
I, I love that you said that because, you know, a lot of times in recovery, people get up and the first thing they say is relapse does not have to be part of recovery. And immediately I shut right. down when I hear that. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be, but we don't want to shame people if they do relapse. Look, when I quit smoking, I probably quit four or five times before I was finally successful. <laughs> right. And I don't know about you, but when you learn to ride a bike, you probably fell down a few times before you got stable and were able to ride it. So failure is built into the process of any learning or any change. Yeah, I, I, totally, I totally get that. But I also feel like, you know, I wouldn't have the kind of sobriety I have right now had I not done it, quote unquote, wrong all those times. Exactly. You learn from it and move on. Now, I'm not saying we wish relapse. We certainly don't. But we, we want to take the, the shame away from people so they see it's never too late. You keep trying again. You learn. You get back up. Do you think there's more, because in, in all the stories, like, I, of course, related to Jason, the heroin addict. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think it was called We're Going to Get Through This. Do you think that, right. do you see more of a relapse happen with addicts than alcoholics, especially opiate addicts? Opiates are extremely strong, and they give you that euphoria. So that is sort of more seductive, if you will. And uh, so we probably do now because it is a very chic drug, sad to say. Um, but I think really probably 75% of our clients are alcohol. We have a lot of poly substance abuse. We do have a lot of, a, a lot of opiates, a lot of prescription drugs gone haywire. And this is in Seasons Treatment Center? Seasons Malibu Recovery Center, yeah. Yeah, we have a gorgeous, it's a luxury rehab facility uh, overlooking the beautiful Pacific. And, you know, if you're going to go into rehab, why not make it in a pretty place? Yeah, I'm familiar with Malibu. I grew up in Los Angeles. Malibu is incredibly beautiful. Oh, yeah, it's stunning. And, and you do hypnosis? healing about the water. The negative ions in the water are really healing. I know. You know what? I have friends who live uh, on the beach, and I look at their pictures on Instagram and Facebook, and I could just stare at it all day. Yeah, it's pretty blissful. Pretty so, blissful. Tell me about hypnosis, though. You do hypnosis. I do. That is a, a powerful modality, and I know a lot of people think, oh, stage hypnosis, she's going to make me squawk like a chicken. <laughs> Nothing like that. I'm not trained in stage hypnosis. I do therapeutic, and it's about enhancing one's self-control. It's not about me controlling anybody. I can't, unless I have a gun in my hand, and I ain't usually packing. Right. So, <laughs> it's a way of accessing the subconscious mind, which is where all behavior comes from. So we unplug people from the negative beliefs, the negative limiting beliefs, like it's impossible to get off heroin. If you're a drug addict, you're always going to be a drug addict. If you see it, you have to use, and all these limiting beliefs, and we plug them into the more empowering ones of their choice, of course, which is, I know I can find my path to recovery. I'm going to keep trying every modality I can until I find what works for me. Oh, so you can kind of use the hypnosis to retrain your brain, so to speak? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Look, it all happens in your mind, doesn't it? Yeah. And I mean, well, one thing I'm thinking is like, I feel like myself included, a lot of people hit a wall with cognitive therapy to where sure. they need more than that. You know, it's like, okay, I can write, I could tell you all my issues. I know what they are, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to act on them for some reason. So exactly. Hypnosis exactly. and the brain spotting type thing. I think those kind yeah. of go the extra step in helping you from understanding correctly. 
Right. It's a blend of all these things. Cognitive behavioral is helpful. It's helpful to know what your thinking patterns are, but it's also helpful to know what the negative beliefs are that you got plugged into when you started using. And that's how EMDR works. We are able to access when something happens, God forbid you're raped right. or you're physically abused or you're bullied, we make it mean something about us or the world or God or society or our parents or men or women or something like that. And those beliefs can start this huge wall, this you know defense mechanism that prevents us from reality. So we break that down and plug people into a more empowering belief so they're free from that. Yeah, you were a victim of circumstances, but you don't have to stay a victim. Right. I love that. If you're just joining us again, we're talking to Dr. Nancy Irwin, author of Breaking Through Stories of Hope and Recovery on Radio Rehab. Again, I really appreciate you being here. Um, Another question I had is how do you determine which method of treating someone you're going to use since like you said there are so many different types of addictions and so many you know different types of things that ail each person right well we get a whole history when they come in and we ask them what appeals to you we have a smorgasbord some people are very open-minded they want to try everything and see what works for them some think no that's too weird for me so we don't shove anything down anyone's throat we're not a 12-step based program we offer that if that works for people fabulous. But if not, we have plenty other techniques that we use. So again, there's something for everyone. Right. And I also saw something um, in the book that I wasn't, it said uh, smart recovery meetings. Oh, yeah. What exactly are those? Smart recovery is fabulous. That's an offshoot of uh, rational emotive behavioral therapy, which was like the forefather of CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. Okay. So it's very logical, very left brain. It appeals to a lot of people who are agnostic or atheist and want to have a completely intellectual approach as opposed to a spiritual one, which most 12-step programs sort of accentuate. Right. So it actually stands for self-management and relapse treatment. Oh. (laughs) It's the right acronym. But it is a, a really, it gets to be a very fast way for you to rearrange your thoughts and shift those underlying beliefs from something that's disempowering to something that is empowering. Oh, okay. That's fascinating. Because I also read in the book uh, some of the clientele prefer smart recovery because they're court mandated to, to the 12 step programs. Um, that may be that they're court mandated. We certainly have that. But again, some people don't like the spiritual aspect, so smart recovery seems that people usually love one or the other. They usually love one and hate the other. Some people like them both and employ both. Right. I think, and I kind of feel like the more things you can do, you know, the more different things you can try, the more things you can put in your toolbox, the better. Absolutely. And you can wear one thing out. So you take a break from the 12 steps, try smart recovery. The beauty of smart recovery is it's an online chat room. It's 24-7. So if you wake up in the middle of the night, you're freaking out, you want to use, you want to drink, you go on, you have a code name, and it's all anonymous, and you go on there, and there's always somebody there who goes, gotcha, man, I've been there, here's what you do. What are your thoughts? Let me walk you through it. And it kind of brings you back down to earth. So that's a wonderful tool to have, and that's free. Oh, I was guess I was going to say, does it cost anything? That's great. Yeah. No, it's like the 12-step programs. It's F-R-E-E. That is that is really awesome. Yeah. 
So an- another thing um, I saw that I had a question about is a breaking through like moment. Because uh, I mm. went through a uh, Terry Gorski-based treatment center um, uh-huh. for chronic relapsers. And I'm wondering, is that like, we had all these code words for everything, like a BFO was a bright flash of the obvious. Is a breaking through like <laughs> moment something like that? We find that most people hit their bottom, whether it's a high bottom or a low bottom. Uh, maybe they're served divorce papers or they get fired or, sadly, they wake up in an emergency and they have no clue how they got there. Everybody has some sort of breakdown. We feel like there's a breakdown before you can have a breakthrough. And we use that vital point, that aha moment, if you will, as a fulcrum to affect the positive change. Right. So kind of where they, they've gotten into enough pain that they know they have to change something, which is, I mean, for myself and most addicts, I know we have to get in a certain amount of pain before we're going to change. A lot of people do. Not everyone. Certainly other people take cues from life in other ways. Uh, but a lot of people, yeah, sadly, they have to, pardon my language, but wake up in a pool of their own vomit on the bathroom floor in the middle of the night or worse. Yeah, worse. I know I've heard a lot of ones that are worse. Yeah, they have DUIs or multiple DUIs or, you know, yeah, absolutely much worse. So, but there's hope for everyone. So I hope listeners take that away. Don't give up. If you are a chronic relapser, this just means you haven't found the the right tool for you yet or the right assemblage of those tools. So keep searching. There's something for everyone. Because you were born healthy and non-addicted. And whatever you've learned, self-abuse, you can unlearn. Right. I love the, I love the idea of unlearning things and training your brain, um, like somatic experience and, and things like that that can undo the trauma that we have set in our bodies. Right. We want to separate the thinker from the thought. So when you think about it, you're, a craving or a trigger is a thought away. Right. Because we, I remember like one treatment center, we had to write that on a board, I am not my thoughts. True. And it took me, but it, it's so, it's as simple as it sounds. For me, that was just a right. really hard thing to grasp, a really hard thing to learn. It is. And it's something moment by moment we have to remind ourselves. Just like we have to remind ourselves to slow down and breathe, we have to remind ourselves, your mind comes up with a lot of wacky stuff. And a lot of it is not true. So you let it go. You don't make a big deal of it. You just begin to let it go and focus on the thoughts that you that are empowering. Easier said than done, I know. I don't mean yeah. to sound Pollyanna, <laughs> but it does take you know vigilance and and constant maintenance of this. But everything does. You go to the gym multiple times a week. You shower once a day. Take your car in for regular servicing. Your thoughts need pruning and support as well. Right. And this is this is a really I know like we're talking about smart recovery. This is kind of a smart way to do it because I tend to intellectualize things and overthink things. And I just I really like this this method that you're talking about in the book. Um, Thank you, Dr. Irwin, so much for being on Radio Rehab. And Um, I hope all the listeners go read Breaking Through Stories of Hope and Recovery. Thank you, Dana. And all the best for your continuing recovery as well. Thank you so much. Pleasure. 
If you would like to email us with questions, comments, or observations, uh, people that you think should be on the show, if you would like to be on the show, the email is radiorehab at gotoproductions.com. That's G-O-T-O productions.com. You can call or text 415-496-9511. Even when we're not in studio, we will get them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's at Radio Rehab Dana. Thank you for tuning in. We will be back tomorrow, so keep coming back. Sex and drugs and rock and roll Is all my brain and body need Sex and drugs and rock and roll